I am way more sensitive to caffeine now. So I've actually reduced my caffeine consumption from two cups a day to one cup. I still love to have that afternoon coffee, but I make that a decaf. But I have found that I don't need to have that coffee to wake up in the morning. And in fact, that one cup gets me this going. This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. So today I want to talk to you about the effects that dry January had. So, and my experience. So it is February 4th and I still haven't had any alcohol since the first of the year. And the reason why I decided to do dry January was mainly for the impact on my thyroid. So I had been going through some thyroid issues and definitely knew it was going to have a benefit for that. And so that was definitely the driving factor. So I just want to tell you about my experience with that. And at first, I thought, oh God, <laughs> how am I going to be able to sleep without having a drink or having a couple glasses of wine or how am I going to relax? And so that was really a legitimate concern. I think was a lot of the reasons why I would have a glass of wine or two at night was to kind of relax, unwind and help go to sleep. And I will admit the first couple of nights, it was it was a little bit of a challenge. I definitely felt that I was not able to go to sleep as quickly. I was kind of sitting there just kind of thinking. And But after two days, that went away. And so I really actually saw sleep greatly improve and found myself waking up with way more energy, having been rested and having a full night's sleep. I found that I was actually going to bed earlier on my own, just already tired instead of staying up until midnight, having, you know, just finishing off a glass of wine. And so found myself getting tired at 1030 and just being like, you know what, I it's time for me to go to bed, which that wasn't usually the norm for me. And so then I I found myself getting up earlier. So it has definitely had a impact on my sleep. And so now I'm getting up just a little bit earlier, nothing too crazy. But there was also some issues with thyroid as well, where I was waking up at like eight o'clock and wanting to go back to sleep. So now I'm waking up at like 6.45, 7 a.m. I wake up, I am fully rested, I am ready to go. So that has had a huge impact on my sleep, just feeling rested and also my energy throughout the day. So I love to take a nap. I love, I love my naps, but... I have found that I still do kind of take a nap, but I don't really need to as much. It's just kind of a habit. I like to have that where I'm just shutting my eyes right around one o'clock. But, you know, in in December, I found like when I was coming home, I was wanting to sleep at 11 o'clock and then going back to sleep at one o'clock. Now that was definitely thyroid related issues. So, but now I have, I, I do still have that little time where I just close my eyes and I listen to like a meditation where I just try to clear my brain to from, you know, work issues or projects that I'm working on, you know, or any, any of that. And so I don't necessarily have to take a nap. So it's more just kind of resting, like maybe 20 minutes, a little bit of shut eye, and then I'm good to go. So that has really, you know, talk about like, 
time that I've gotten back. So I am actually, you know, getting up earlier and having more time to do things. I'm not taking, you know, a 45 minute to an hour nap anymore. And so that has led me to be more productive and also kind of more intentional with my work. And so I am not, let's say I can just focus a little bit easier on one project and get that done rather than being overwhelmed with all the things that I need to get done, trying to do six things at once and not getting anything done fully. So I don't know if you can relate to that, but I found, and you know, I really found some clarity as well, some more focus and clarity on what is it that I need to do for my day. And so that has been a game changer for me as well. I used to always plan my day on Sundays. I would plan my week ahead and I kind of got out of that habit. So reinstituting that habit and just being able to stick to that, but also having the three things that I absolutely have to get done today and getting those done and then just moving on, having a clear and to my work day and knowing that I did that work instead of just being all over the place. And I don't know if that's directly related to alcohol, but I feel that I did have a little bit of that anxiety of just not getting, never feeling that I got anything done. And now that I have those tasks, I'm able to complete those tasks. And now I can just say, hey, boom, I am done, shut it off for the day. So that has been huge as far as being more productive and just getting more stuff done in less time. So that is huge. And and then the last thing that I would say that was definitely a benefit I did notice like my eyes are a lot clearer, my definitely clearer thinking. That's, that's a huge benefit personally and as well as like for my business. But also knowing that I can do hard things. I know I can do hard things, but I was kind of like, I don't know if I can do this really. And then I'm like, it's just 30 days. And now at this point, I'm like, you know, I am not in any hurry to, to dive back in. You know, alcohol is always going to be there, you know, so it's not like, you know, I'm rushing to go have a drink. I'm going to Austin for a business retreat. So I'm looking forward to that and then meeting up with some friends in Dallas as well on like February 12th. So I, you know, I might have a, a cocktail with them. I'm, I'm sure I will, but it's not like I'm never going to have another drink, but also I have really shifted my habit and more so that belief system that I have to have alcohol to relax or that I have to have alcohol to sleep. Those two things I think were the biggest things for me and just realizing like I, I don't. And in fact, it was having the exact opposite effect on my sleep. So I don't, I am not going to be in a rush to bringing back alcohol if there's an opportunity and we're, you know, people are having drinks, then yes, I will. But as far as like having, you know, glasses of wine at home before I go to sleep anymore, I am, I am done with that. And then the last thing, I can't really speak on it with any clear, solid numbers, but as far as like building muscle and kind of toning up my body, like I'm definitely seeing that I am more toned that I have less bloating, less inflammation. I don't have a scale here, so I don't know if I lost any weight from not drinking alcohol. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer when, you know, you maybe have a couple glasses of wine during the week, so you figure that's about 250, maybe 300 calories, depending on, on your pour, and I would factor that in, but, you know, sometimes you'd have a little bit more, and I did not factor that into my, into my caloric intake, but also on the weekends, when I was having definitely more 
than that and just not and not logging it. So how could that not have an impact on my overall calories? But also now I'm not saving those 250 calories, right? So I have, say like my maintenance is like right around 1900. If 250 of those calories are coming from alcohol, that means that's 250 calories that I'm not getting from nutrition. And so eliminating that and actually having, you know, real food in that space is definitely helping towards my body goals, my body composition. But also I feel it's having a huge impact on my hormones as well. With alcohol, it is going to increase your, it's, it's, it's very dehydrating. And so this has a tendency to increase hot flashes, but also it will, it will interfere with your hormones and cause sleep issues and also raising cortisol, which will lead to hot flashes as well, as well as holding on to inflammation. So it's kind of a no brainer to, if you are having issues with any kind of menopause related issues or hormone issues to kind of take a look at alcohol and decrease that. I'm not saying that you have to give it up, but same with caffeine, you know, you have to take a look at that and see if that is actually having an impact on your hormones. Cause I guarantee you that it probably is in a negative fashion. And I forgot about that. That was a little bit of a, um, an effect as well is that, I am way more sensitive to caffeine now. So I've actually reduced my caffeine consumption from two cups a day to one cup. I still love to have that afternoon coffee, but I make that a decaf. But I have found that I don't need to have that coffee to wake up in the morning. And in fact, that one cup gets me going. And then when I had that second cup, I realized I'm like, whoa, this is way too much. And so I've actually been able to decrease my caffeine consumption as well. So hey, I'm going to take that as a win. I completely forgot about that. All right. Well, that wraps up my experience with dry January. I don't know how long I'm going to keep going. I've had some real fun coming up with creative mocktail recipes. I didn't replace my you know, my two glasses of wine a night with non-alcoholic wine. I have found some, some good ones and some bad ones, but I decided that I didn't want to just kind of replace that habit. And so I was just having tea. And then on the weekends, though, I was definitely kind of looking, I'm like, you know, it would be nice to have, to have something fun. And so I really dove into that kind of world with the mocktails, the alternatives to like vodka alternative, there's a tequila alternative, those are kind of pricey. And so, you know, just kind of having a little balance, bring in more, more so it's just about the flavor. And then like the visual experience of having a cocktail in your hand, making it fun, making it colorful. And I totally can totally can see myself going out to a restaurant and looking at their mocktail recipes and having something like that first instead of just going straight to the alcoholic option. And so we were at a restaurant the other day and they actually had a decent mocktail recipe list on there. So it's exciting that these things are becoming more mainstream, that we can actually get these alternatives. And so I I see this sober curious and this sober kind of living like really coming up into a head and making a huge I don't want to say a comeback because, <laughs> but a being more prevalent in the commercial space as well. So 
That is all for my rambling, I promise. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you know somebody that would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also, if you have five seconds, if you could leave a review, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Next week, please join Please join me for Morgan Malin. She did a episode with me on lymphatic massage, which was super super interesting. You're going to hear it. I tried to visualize it as much as possible, but it's also going to be up on my YouTube channel. So look forward to that next week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) 